Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, it is a final hour of power here on a uh, gloomy, overcast, and rainy Thursday afternoon. Again, the commanders were forced to move from outside to inside because of lightning in the Ashburn area. Appears that everybody was uh, that should be uh, out on the field will get more updates from the official injury report later on. And from Ron Rivera coming up in just a wee couple of moments. We'll finish up our AFC picks. We'll mix in your phone calls as well. I have two stories that I found hilarious uh, or very interesting. Uh, from our uh, show fantasy football draft uh, that we conducted uh, last night. Uh, I was at Nationals Park uh, doing it, and uh, Craig Heiss was trying to uh, basically distract me at every turn. So if my team sucks, I'm just going to blame it on Craig Heist. I Just saying. Just saying. Um, anyway, now that that's out of the way, Matt, Again, you pick the Bills, the Bengals, the Jaguars, and the Chiefs to win the divisions in the AFC, the Jets, Ravens, Chargers as your wild card teams. I have the Jets, Pittsburgh, Jaguars, and Chargers winning the divisions. Uh, the wild card, and, and again, this should show you how good the AFC should be and can be, is three out of four of Matt's division winners I have as my wild cards. And we only disagree on one team. And basically, like, I I like Pittsburgh a lot. He likes Baltimore and, and more or maybe just as much because he doesn't like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you get those seven teams in some way, shape, or form, and again, we differ on Pittsburgh and, um, and Baltimore, but either or. And... Basically, you're looking at Miami being left on the cutting floor, Belichick and the Patriots again let, being left out. Uh, you're looking at um, in the AFC North, uh, you would be looking at the Browns and Deshaun uh, out. Maybe Stefanski would pay the price there. Uh, you're looking in the AFC South, uh, obviously, Tennessee. Indianapolis, Houston, I, I don't know how big of a surprise that is. I think people are still expecting Tennessee to be good. 
you know, again, they added DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not a big DeAndre Hopkins guy at this point. Uh, and Tajay Spears, who I really think could be good out of Tulane. But I, I just don't trust their quarterbacks. You know, and Vrabel, as much pomp and circumstance as he get, uh, the team lost seven in a row down the stretch last year. Please give me a break. Can, I mean, can we stop, uh, you know, can we stop, uh, um, uh, doing, uh, uh, you, you know, all sorts of, uh, overtures towards Mike Rabel for being, you know, the, the next coming of Jesus Christ, uh, from a football coaching standpoint, when his team lost seven in a row to lose the, the, the season last year, G- give me a break. And in the West, again, we both have the Chiefs and the Chargers. That means no Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the Broncos. And of course, no Raiders. Okay. So, Matt, your Offensive Player of the Year in the AFC, I'm curious, if I had to guess, based on your, based on your, um, your, um, your division picks, I'm going to go Joe Burrow. You're really good at reading me. You are absolutely right. I think that mm. this year we've seen, well, I mean, not even this year, we've seen Joe Burrow be fantastic for couple years now I think that this really could be a the year where they make it all the way and I honestly think that the Bengals right now they kind of are my lead for Super Bowl champions so so that was the team that you were talking about where uh, at the start of this when you said you know that there was kind of like one team yeah Okay, so you're you're a Bengals guy. So you're I'm, a Jeff Jeff I'm, and Vienna guy. I was about to say Jeff is probably loving this uh, this segment right here because yeah, mean, I have the Bengals going all the way, and I have Joe Burrow being the offensive player of the year for the AFC. Jeff and Vienna is heading to Weehio, uh to watch the Browns and the Bengals uh, this weekend. I, I'm worried. I, I know Kenny Mick. Uh, is it Mick? Uh, Joe Mixon, not Kenny Mixon. My goodness, Joe Mixon got cleared. I'm still worried about that's a that's a weird mix. Um, you know what I do love about Cincinnati that doesn't get enough credit? Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator. Love that guy. Love that guy. He is really good. And he's going to be a head coach, I think, next year. He almost became a head coach in Arizona. We were almost going against the Lou Anarumo. Arizona Cardinals. That dude, when you, I mean, if you watch football and you see how he has prepared that team in the last two AFC championships on the road at Arrowhead against Kansas City, whew, man, he's going to be, a, I, I, he's, he's good. Uh, that defense is quietly underrated. Um, all right. Um, so you went with Offensive Player of the Year, Joe Burrow. You want to give me your Defensive Player of the Year in the AFC? So, this one actually is going to a player that got so much attention last year and was honestly one of the reasons why his team was so good because they could not figure out a quarterback for the life of them. I got to give it to Ahmad Gardner. Oh. I think Ahmad Gardner is going to really be the leading force of the Jets this season, and on the defense at least. And I think that if he really pulls it out, then he's going to get defensive player of the year. I love, I love that pick. That's a great pick. I thought very much about going with Sauce Gardner. The only reason I backed off is because everyone knows how good he is. And even though, like, Dion, when he was playing in his absolute prime, would take away, like, half a field, right, and nobody would throw at him, he would still find a way occasionally to make plays. 
more than occasionally. Uh, he would like Sauce is still going to make plays. But if you, if people remember, that was my favorite player in the draft last year. Uh, I mean, I said that over and over and over again. And 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 Pete had seen him in person. I'd only seen him on you know cut ups and some games. I loved Sauce Gardner last year, and he was he was just as good, if not better, than I was expecting him to be. Uh, with the Jets. All right, my offensive player of the year. Again, I had the Jets, Pittsburgh, Jaguars, and Chargers winning the division. You want to take a guess where I went here? I'll give you a hint. Quarterback, and it's one of the division winners. I think you're going Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, not bad, not bad. I shied away from that because I thought that would be too obvious. Oh, thank you. And I, I still don't trust Aaron Rodgers to not be a big pain in the ass. I went with... Justin Herbert of the Chargers. I think if Justin Her, I mean Justin Herbert's going to have to be great, great for the Chargers to beat the Chiefs, Broncos de- defense to over to, to quite honestly to beat Brandon Staley. I mean that that's how I see it. Justin Herbert's first of all a that really good. Again, Keenan Allen Williams, if they can stay on the field, they get Rashawn Slater back. He's going to have to be so good that he outlasts the dumbness of his stupid head coach is that too mean no I, I think that he definitely has the talent to do it because we've seen him himself kind of right. carry the team on his back for the past couple of years right. i think he has absolutely the capability if the team can come together around and actually stay healthy because that's also been a major right. issue oh, for the chargers yeah. austin of- eckler in his last year no I, yeah. I meant i meant the dumbness of his stupid head coach is that oh too yeah mean? no but i feel like your head coach puts together the program and the plays, and if your players get hurt frequently because of what they're doing, that goes back towards, like, in, in that sense, that part of your ability to maintain on the field is are we, what we doing, are, is what we are doing hurting the team or is it actively helping? And I feel like a lot of the times people get put into situations where they can get hurt in the Chargers, and that right there is how Staley affects it. Yeah. I mean, they had massive crippling injuries last year. Uh, again, the guys that I've mentioned, crippling injuries, and yet they still made the playoffs and were up 27 to nothing uh, late in the first half. Not at halftime, 27 nothing late in the first half on the road against Jaguars in the playoffs. Again, I think Justin Herbert's going to, you know, 5,000 plus yards, like overcome a lot, but they've got weapons if they can stay on the field. All right. So I'm going with Justin Herbert as my offensive player of the year. My defensive player of the year, same team as yours, but here's where I went different. I And I did this before I knew who yours was. I went with Quinnen Williams, who's just an absolute maniac in a great way. And that dude just is an absolute beast for the New York Jets, a defensive tackle. And they've got this rookie, first-round pick, Will McDonald, the 14th or whatever his name is. If you watch Hard Knocks, that dude's going to be awesome. Well, that's just going to make Quinn and Williams get less double teams and less attention if that guy's as good as he looks uh, and others that they have there. Quinn and Williams. And he seems like a very, very, very cool dude. Um, You know, which I didn't know much about him. Quinn and Williams, my defensive AFC player of the year. All right, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to come back. Lap, you'll be first up. We get a chance to make his uh, AFC picks. Uh, we'll also have the two stories 
from the uh, show Fantasy League uh, last night that I want to illustrate and highlight because they're funny and they made me laugh. Uh, And they're just so this show. They're so this show. That's next right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, 320 on a Thursday afternoon. Final 35 minutes or so of the radio program. Still got a lot to do, including three up, three down. Dumb, dumb of the day. And two, again, just befitting picks. If you know anything about this show, you are not going to be surprised by what happened uh, in the uh, fantasy draft that we conducted last night uh, with... um, uh, you know, with, with some of the most hardcore listeners of this show and of this station. It made me howl in more ways than one. I'll just give you a little hint there. You might already know because I tweeted about it last night, but if you didn't see, it'll make you howl. All right, first we go to Lap in D.C. who's been hanging on. Lap, what up, Val? How are you? Hey, what's up, Rooster? Hey, uh, um, thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for making it. My pick is going to be, yeah, my picks is going to be Jets, Ravens, uh, Chiefs, Jaguars. Okay. And wild cards. And wild cards is going to be Chargers, uh, Browns, and this is a surprise for you. I think Denver is going to be one of the ones. Even though I might. Yeah, even though I might think that Bills and Bengals are going to be on there, I just want to see something different. So that's why I went with that route. So you went with Denver and, uh, and the and Denver and the Browns. You have making the playoffs. Denver the Browns, yeah, because you know how exciting that would be. You know, to get some some different teams in there. You know, wait, and definitely so the Chargers. I, I want to see. You had the Bengals as uh, you wait. You said the Browns winning the division or the Browns as a wild card. No, no, Ravens are winning the division. Oh, right, you had the Ravens so, winning the division. So you don't have the Bengals yeah. making the playoffs? No, I I still think they are. I think the Bills and the Bengals will make the playoffs. I just wanted to be different. Uh, and let me ask you, let me ask you this too, Rooster. Um, you got it. Are you going to ask? Are you going to throw in some uh, when you interview Tony Gonzalez? Are you going to throw in some tight ends from former Redskins? Because I I want to know what he think about Jordan Reed. So just a thought for you. Okay, I, I will definitely try and get to that um, because Jordan yeah. Reed was compared a lot to Tony Gonzalez, and you know, I watched. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I watched yeah, a lot of their careers. And, you know, different ones. I yeah, know, I was just curious to see. Yeah. you know, if maybe he liked Logan Thomas, just to see tick his brain. If you can't throw some Commanders questions in there, hey, yeah. hey, and also Rooster, can you think of this? This is amazing that if if Ryan Tannehill plays right. You will have Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, and Kirk Cousins from that draft. No RG3 or Andrew Luck, who were the top first two picks in that draft. Isn't that something? That's crazy. Wait, so RG3, right, because Tannehill was number eight to the That's Dolphins. Mike Shanahan won it. Right, right, right. right. Shanahan won it. So if he's still the starting quarterback for Tennessee, then you still got Kirk and Russell Wilson from that draft. And your top two draft picks, RG3 and Andrew Luck, are no longer in the league. I mean, RG, of course, he was a backup for a while. And Mike really wanted Russell Wilson in the third round before they ultimately went to Kirk Cousins. 
Like, oh, or I'm did? sorry. I, thought, I mean, I Russell Wilson. Wanted, uh, Russell Wilson was Tannehill. no, no. Well, no, no, no. He wanted Tannehill instead of making the move to trade up for Robert at number two. Which again, yeah. Tannehill yeah. was, you know, has been a good quarterback at times, but you know, he's not. I don't know. He to me, he's not a difference maker. Um, so I'm not yeah. a big Tannehill guy. But he wanted Russell Wilson once they made the move. For Robert and they drafted Russell Wilson. I mean, uh, Robert and all that and made the move up to number two. They were planning in the fourth round with that pick that ultimately went to Cousins to draft Russell Wilson if Seattle didn't get him in the middle of the third round. Yeah, he got him in the third round. Yep. That's something, man. I said at one point, Russell Wilson, you know, could have been, you know, uh, of course drafted here, which would have meant no Kirk Cousins, but it would have possibly played out. You know, kind of the same way. Um, yeah. You know, in that Robert would have gotten probably hurt, and yeah. then Russell Wilson would have essentially taken over the throne. And now, who knows if it would have worked out the same way? Yeah. I mean, PK, you know, like yeah. every team, every situation is different. But that's yeah, that's yeah. the way. That's the way it would have been. I, um, I think about I think about that draft a lot too. You know, Russell Wilson would have been awesome to have. Um, but we we can't disregard RG's rookie year, man. I mean, same with Chase Young. They both had good rookie years. We just need to see some longevity and some health, you know, and that was the big thing. Well, that's the thing. And, um, In- injury, injuries can out, yeah, injuries really can quickly derail everything. Good, man. Yeah. yeah. I got you, Lab. Thanks for uh, the call, as always. Appreciate you. Uh, good to hear from you. I mean, injuries can derail every- Like, that's why I always say, can we pump the brakes on guys that get all – like? You know, I know I'm picking the Jets to win the division, but like everybody's acting like Garrett Wilson's the next coming of Jerry Rice. I mean, can we let him play for more than a year first? I mean, sometimes guys turn out to be great year after year after year after year. Of course, it happens. And some guys we never hear from again. They can't stay on the field. I mean, Justin Jefferson's been awesome his entire career so far. I mean, that'll probably be the case with Garrett Wilson. But can we let him get to that point? I mean, look at Michael Thomas down in New Orleans. I mean, Michael Thomas was considered, uh, he had a couple of great years in a row, uh, you know, with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. A couple of great years in a row. He was thought to be absolutely surefire Canton bound. And for the last three years, he can't even get on the field. For the last three years. I mean, you know, again... Like, lots of guys get hype, and probably, I don't know, maybe 30% of the guys that get hyped by the media and fans on Twitter and all that, or X, maybe about 30% of those guys work out to be studs. The rest are injury-filled debacles, and... They fall off the face of the earth. They do. All right, let's um, let's do this. So before the trending alert at 3.30, and then we'll come back to three up, three down, and get you some injury updates and all that. So, again, we had, you know, uh, a station draft. I, uh, I, you know, I tried to, I tried to come up with the most fair way to get, uh, again, uh, a lot of ardent listeners – I can't get everybody, obviously, I only had 14 teams, but I, I tried, you know, to get everybody that I had, e- like, email addresses with or, uh, uh, you know, DMs with or whatever. 
um, and, you know, that have been good to me, good to the show, good to the station, good to Matt, you know, so on and so forth. So if you weren't invited, uh, please, you know, again, um, don't take any offense. We only had a certain amount of spots. We tried uh, to be fair and equitable. We will, you know, if I mean, depending on, you know, who, what the situation, we will try and get you in next year. Um, and we can figure out, maybe we'll do like a hockey or a basketball draft to kind of make it, uh, make up for it. I mean, I'm only doing one fantasy football league draft with this station and with the listeners. So, you know, we could do a fantasy NBA draft or whatever. But that being said, some of the usual suspects were involved. So Paulie, of course, drafted and Paulie, the the most interesting thing that he did, he had the number 10 overall pick, one spot ahead of me. He took Garrett Wilson, who I was planning on taking. So he went Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave from New Orleans, the two Ohio State guys, back-to-back. Okay. He also took Antonio Gibson, and then in the ninth round, pick 122 overall, He took Sam Howell ahead of Tailgate Ted, who at 124 took Kirk Cousins. So he took Sam Howell over Kirk Cousins. Now, to be fair, I was next at 123, and I didn't realize Kirk hadn't been taken. Otherwise, I would have snapped him up. Instead... I wound up snapping Jordan Addison, who was a first-round reality pick, draft pick of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. So, I mean, I kind of screwed up. I just didn't see that Kirk was available. So Tailgate Ted ripped up Kirk two spots behind Pauly grabbing Sam Howell. Pauly also drafted Logan Thomas. And I think that's all of his commander's flavor. So that's one story. Second story. And again, this is not making fun of anybody. This is just like, whoa. And this is this show, again, in a nutshell. Matt, I'm going to ask you. If I told you Dr. Sabah had the number three overall pick, And Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson went 1-2. And you could pick any other player that Dr. Sabah would pick, not named Taylor Heineke. Meaning any other player besides Taylor Heineke, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes at number three overall, who do you think she picked? I have no idea. Uh, Let's go King Henry. No. Uh, I was going to guess Heineke, but then when you said no, I was like, Yeah, I mean, that's too obvious. Yeah, I mean. I'm not sure. I don't don't even think he got drafted, which is correct. Um, McCaffrey, Eckler, and Bijan Robinson went four, five, and six. She went with a quarterback. But again, I'm setting this up to be like, can you believe who Dr. Sabah picked at number three overall? In that case, I'm going to go with Dak. No. But not a bad guess. Same division. She went. Hurts? No. Oh. Bypassed him. 
That's why Dan- I was confused for a second. Daniel Jones at number three overall. He does like to run. He does. I mean, listen, I again, I'm not making fun of it. I, I, j- I was blown away by the pick when I saw it. I, I was like, I had never, ever, ever considered. I mean, I don't know anything about fantasy. I just never considered Daniel Jones like a guy you would take in the first round. And at three overall, I mean, he's just like, they've improved the wide receiver group with the Giants. You know, they drafted the kid, uh, Jalen Hyatt in the third round out of Tennessee. He's going to help them. They got Darren Waller. Uh, Saquon Barkley's a good receiver, but I mean, still like, I know Daniel Jones had a really good year last year, and I know Brian Dables, again, you know, basically the next coming of, 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 uh, you know, uh, you know, Santa Claus as in terms of coaches, um, where people just grovel all over him. But I mean, Daniel Jones at number three, that was a surprising pick, but then I thought Sabah is just, you know, essentially in a lot of ways, She's like me. She digs in. She believes in what she believes in. She stands by her man. I didn't know she was a Daniel Jones kind of girl. I didn't know that. And now she has to root for the Giants so that she can win in fantasy football. How about that? I mean, I think that might be a little high to draft, but I can understand Daniel Jones as a good pickup because of how Dable kind of proved that offense well and he was the deciding factor around that offense being basically every single play being an RPO option with him having the ability to just keep it and run for whatever he could get. So I can see him getting a lot of points. I can see that being, I can see that being a very good pickup. I just number three, that's that, that's that's a little, that's a little pricey for my taste. Exactly. That's the question. I mean, like Daniel Jones should be like a third round guy, right? Maybe this late second. Round? I was about to say, I think he could be late second, but yeah. I mean, just really interesting, and and again, I, I it's not to make fun of her. No, watch that being the deciding factor right. that he plays absolutely amazing, gets so many points every single week, and but, but also if you thought of like who would be like the next version that she might really like after like Taylor Heineke. Daniel Jones probably would kind of come to mind. <laughs> At least I thought, you know, I, I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I can see her liking Daniel Jones. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could see that. Uh, again, Daniel Jones might win her the fantasy football championship. Who knows? Uh, but I just thought it was really interesting that Paulie would take Sam Howell over Kirk Cousins. Uh, and to be fair, I bypassed Kirk Cousins that with the next pick because I didn't think he, I, I didn't even know he was there. Um, so I, that's my fault. But Paulie would choose Sam Howell in the quarterback market over Kirk Cousins, who went two spots later to tailgate Ted and Sabah taking Daniel Jones number three overall. As far as my team, because I'm sure you're all like very, very, very concerned. I had the number eleven overall pick. I took Nick Chubb. I mean, there wasn't a lot left, but, you know, took Nick Chubb. And then I had to take C.D. Lamb, who drives me crazy. Drops too many passes. Then Aaron Rodgers. All right. Time for a quick trending alert right here on the Team 980 as we begin to wrap up the show. We'll have three up, three down, and we will have Dumb Dumb of the Day right here, right now. Let's do it. 
All right, the Commanders had to go inside to finish up practice today. Still no practice updates, according to the reporter, so we're not sure if Ron is uh, just getting ready to speak here or not. We will uh, update you if anything comes across, but it looked like Terry McLaurin was practicing, uh, Chase Young as well, but not sure about Dax Milne's status. Of course, Jamison Crowder right now on the practice squad, but that's looking like it might be a game day elevation or game weekend elevation. Again, the team forced to practice inside after starting outside uh, because of the rain and the lightning in the Ashburn area. Meanwhile, we told you both coordinators spoke, so we will have reaction uh, to Jack Del Rio tomorrow. Jack Del Rio and the commander's defense going against Joshua Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals offense. If you missed our conversation with former tight end in the NFL, played here in Washington for uh, a little bit of time, Ed Smith, he is the host of the Believe on Cardinals podcast. Uh, that was at about 145. You can check it out on the Odyssey Rewind feature, or Matt will have it up for you at the team980.com in the podcast section right after the show. Nationals off tonight. They host the Los Angeles Dodgers after breaking the six-game losing streak and back to the NFL. It is the season opener tonight. Chiefs and the Detroit Lions still don't know about Travis Kelsey and his hyperextended knee. And we know Chris Jones is not going to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's what's trending. All right, good to have you with us right here. Final 20 minutes or so of the radio program. Craig Hoffman coming up at 4 o'clock. I'll take you through again. Tony Gonzalez scheduled to be on the show tomorrow. NFL Hall of Fame tight end. Thursday night football analyst. Uh, So we should have that for you. Scheduled to talk to him in the morning. Uh, And uh, we will bring that for you. Plus our final predictions, uh, final analysis for the Arizona Cardinals and the Washington Commanders. But first, it's time for three up, three down. It's time for three up, three down on the Team 980. All right, so this is a story we mentioned yesterday, uh, and certainly nobody wants to say the wrong thing. We're all sensitive. We're all kind of nervous, if you will, when it comes to mental health. Chandler Jones is going through, to say it kindly, a very tough time right now. Nobody knows exactly what is going on other than he is really mad at the uh, Vegas Raiders. And he posted on social media last night after all of these barbs back and forth on Tuesday, which originally got him in some trouble with the organization and why he wasn't at the facility. He put up a picture of an expired badge um, belonging to a member of the Vegas crisis response team and wrote, quote, Raiders sent her to my place, said, you need to come with us. You're in danger. And then had a a laughing face emoji. He said, they had me outside in my drawers. That would be underwear. Presumably boxers. But then he said, LOL, naked. And then he said, that lady was rude. Then I got to showing her (laughs) some of them text. And then she switched up. Buddy from the Raiders, I don't know who that is, tried to give me the look like don't say anything. Now I understand why players turn to social media. 
At first, I frowned upon it, but it's our only outlet. If I didn't do this, it would have been kept under wraps. He also added, anybody interview them and ask them why I'm not with the team? Because I don't know. Oh, baby. If you imagine if you were Josh McDaniels going into year two, you already had a major falling out with Derek Carr. He's gone. Uh, Devontae Adams doesn't seem very happy, although he's very productive last year and he's still on the team. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, who was holding out until recently as your franchise player and as the NFL leading rusher, you have all sorts of things going on still to clean up from the Gruden and Mayock years. And now this, one of your better pass rushers, 33 years old, I mean, he's still, you know, he's a little bit older, a little bit long in the tooth. And now this is a mess. And you don't know whether he's got, honestly, you don't know whether he has mental struggles right now, emotional struggles right now, whether there's something that we don't know about until, unfortunately, it's too late. And I think everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about in terms of CTE. Yet, like, you don't know. You don't know. What do you do if you're the Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, you have all these other issues. You got to get things straightened out because you might not have more than this year. If you even have all of this year. And now you have a mess that nobody was thinking of, that nobody was worried about. Yuck. And you just hope for Chandler Jones that he's okay? Well, let me tell you something, guys. I mean, I I don't know. Like, this doesn't seem like... This doesn't seem like as easy as people want to just chalk it up to mental issues or mental health. I'm sure there's some element of it, but he seems really angry, not confused and befuddled. He seems really angry at somebody or someone for whatever reason. And again, that could all be tied back to mental issues, but it it could also be separated. Don't know. But what a mess for them to deal with. Again, maybe they deserve it. The Las Vegas Raiders. All right, story number two. On our three up, three down. How about this? Um, I'm going to do something that we probably don't do. Everybody knows the name Kim Mulkey, right? She's a longtime successful women's basketball coach at Baylor and then went over to LSU, her alma mater. She led them to the NCAA title. Of course, in April, they had a great year. Angel Reese, all that. She just signed a 10-year, $32 million extension with LSU. It's not finalized yet, but it'll be the richest total contract in women's college basketball history. I mean, good for her, number one. Uh, She was not held in the highest regard by some people for uh, how she handled uh, Brittany Griner's situation, right? There was some heat between her and Griner from uh, back when they were coach and and player. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, She now comes in. Into the same category as Dawn Staley at South Carolina. And, of course, Gino Ariema at UConn. 
Now, R.E.M. has won 11 NCAA titles. And he's got a deal that takes him through 2025. That was for $15 million uh, overall. And he's thought to have made $3 million this past season. So she's going to be making Mulkey about $3.2 million uh, on average. Now, who knows how it's going to be split up and whatever. But good for her, number one. Obviously, that LSU-Iowa battle for the national championship uh, between her and, um, who was it with Iowa? Caitlin Clark and and, uh, and Angel Reese was ridiculous. And that was really entertaining. So good, you know, good for women's sports. Good for Kim Mulkey. All right, story number three. On our three up, three down, three stories that we're not given really enough shine to and maybe for good reason on some days. Uh, the Nationals and the Mets, they played in front of an announced crowd of over 24,000 last night. I was there. Uh, I got to be honest with you, if there was 2,500 people or 2,400 people, uh, that would seem to me a lot. But I don't know anything about attendance. They announced over 24,000. But Jacob Young, with the walk-off hit as the Nationals were down, 2 to nothing in this game, going into the seventh inning. They scored two to tie it up in the seventh, and then Young with the walk-off base hit in the ninth. I got to be honest with you. Two teams that aren't very good. I wasn't paying super close attention to everything. I was hanging out uh, and talking to some people. But I will tell you this. It did not feel like there was the normal Mets influence in the crowd last night. And maybe that kept some of the numbers down. It did not feel like the Mets at 64 and 75 had a whole lot of support like they normally do. It felt very pro-Nationals, which is unusual. And then on top of that, great to see them snap the seven-game skit. Six-game skit, sorry. I thought they were in trouble from the get-go. Joanna Don gave up a first-inning run, first two batters, boom, boom. And then they settled down. And he did give up another run in the fifth. But he gave them at least five decent innings. Two earned runs, six hits, six Ks, did have three walks. That's way better than what they've been getting out of their starting pitching. So good job by Adon. The Nationals win 3-2. to two. Here's the scary part. Mike Rizzo still hasn't signed his contract. Supposedly, he may want an extra year. The Nationals relieved, according to multiple reports, Jesse Doherty of The Post, uh, Ken Rosenthal, Britt Giroli of The Athletic, 10 different scouts, international and U.S.-based scouts yesterday, or the exact day not known, but 10, along with Johnny DePiglia, who was let go over the weekend, weirdly controversial, Rizzo's right-hand man. Rizzo hasn't signed his extension yet. Says he wants to be here. Could Rizzo wind up, I know it's crazy, could he wind up as the president and GM of the New York Mets? Somebody's going to pay the price, whether it's Buck Showalter or whether it's Billy Epler, and it should be Billy Epler of the Mets. Somebody's going to pay the price. Steve Cohen, we know, has more money than he knows what to do with. 
Could Mike Rizzo wind up as president and general manager of the Mets? Again, you might think I'm stirring the pot. You might think I'm crazy. All of you are nuts if you think I'm, I'm wrong for at least asking the question. Don't know. Don't think it'll happen. But is it possible? Yes. It is. He could also wind up in Houston. We'll talk more about that when we get a chance. That's going to do it for three up, three down right here on the Team 980. Final uh, couple of segments, a couple of minutes of the show coming right at you with Dumb Dumb of the Day. Stay tuned. Meanwhile, Red Solo Cup, the song that you may have heard, it's time to end the show with a little bit of shaking your head or a laugh. Hopefully more of a laugh than a shaking your head, but... This one, I think, is going to be the shaking the head variety. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right, thank you, Anthony. Headline in the New York Post. Greek bars. That's like, you know, Greece. Are collecting unfinished drinks and selling them back to other tourists, according to officials. Yes, Several bars in a popular Greek party town have been shut down. Why? Because they collected unfinished drinks that you would leave on a bar or on a table and apparently sold the remaining liquid back, reconstituted, into new drinks to new customers. Uh, Apparently this, uh, I don't know this town, in Kavos on the island of Corfu, They were recently raided by the Independent Public Revenue Authority, whose agents suspected the establishments of something worse, tax evasion, and selling alcohol that had been smuggled or tampered with. The operation was carried out on the last day of August through September the 1st. Authorities visited the area. They checked establishments. Uh, if they had been formally issued and registered all their transitions and their paperwork to serve alcohol clean and legally, they found 26 catering businesses that did not issue at least 40,000 receipts valuing almost $300,000 worth of alcohol and unaccounted for receipts. And then they discovered seven catering establishments that served drinks that did not have lot number markings, whatever, again, that means, likely meaning that the drinks were smuggled illegally and possibly adulterated. Not unadulterated, adulterated. Eight samples from these bars were taken, sent to the state chemistry lab, and they found that it is typical of these bars to have bartenders collect unfinished drinks in canisters, save them in barrels, and serve them again to customers as shots. The businesses were closed for a mere 48 hours and were fined. Yeah! Yeah! Could you imagine? And apparently one young female died because of tainted alcohol. Brutal! So for that, you, you dumbass bar owners, and managers and bartenders in Greece, where I desperately want to go. But I ain't going there. Gonna have to do my research. You guys, you stink.
Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. All right, thanks to Anthony for pinch-hitting and helping out as Matt's on his way, uh, hopefully safely, through the storms up to Bowie. I am back with you tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. Again, Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez expected to join us. And final picks and predictions and analysis and who knows more. Maybe more on the Strasburg situation. Craig Hoffman up next. Have a great, safe afternoon. Enjoy the Thursday night opener tonight. Adios. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.